We talk a lot about classic pizza pies on the show, but where can you find a plant-based pizza with an amazing crust? Blackbird Foods is a New York City-based producer of plant-based frozen pizzas using only handmade dough that rises overnight, just like from the best pizza shops. Flat disks of mass-produced dough on conveyors not allowed. Blackbird uses the highest quality ingredients that are 100% non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, and kosher. They've got four varieties, Classic Margarita, Supreme, that's peppers, onions, and Blackbird's plant-based sausage, kale and mushroom, and barbecued chicken. Now, I had the kale and mushroom and the Supreme. They actually sent me one of each. I actually, I loved the crust and the chew. I baked it on my stone, uh, preheated, of course. Uh, Even the cheese... And it's not fior de latte, but if you've got vegans in the family or guests over, this is seriously a legit pizza that even the non-vegans are going to like. The best part of all, they now ship direct from their website, blackbirdfoods.com. Use the code PIZZACITY for 10% off plus free shipping. That's blackbirdfoods.com, code PIZZACITY for 10% off and free shipping. Blackbird Foods Pizza, making vegan pies delicious. People get really picky about, oh, that's too much. Oh, it's not enough. Oh, you need more oil. You need more zlatan, you know. It's <laughs> it's difficult to please everyone because everyone's got a different idea of, of that perfect ratio. We have what we think is right, but, uh, you know, we're not going to sit here and argue with everyone. What defines a pizza? If you have a thin dough topped with a sauce, maybe a protein and seasonings, would that qualify? We're taking somewhat of a departure this week as we look at a pair of alternative pizzas that, when identified in their native countries, wouldn't dare be called a pizza. But yet, if you wanted to market them to a U.S. audience, using the term pizza just might be the easiest way to describe them. The story behind a Washington, D.C.-based Zatar Manouche and a Chicago-based Lakmajun straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. Welcome to the show this week, everybody. Great to have you along with us. Uh, We continue our programming, even though we are still in this uh, pandemic. A lot of us have been locked down. We're coming out of it slowly here in Chicago, although lots of places uh, still not open. Uh, One of my favorites, Pizzeria Bibu, uh, still not open, um, not even with the patios. They're just going to wait. I think they're going to wait until things are, are really safe. Uh, or maybe until there's a vaccine. Um, they We recorded a, a show with them, which were on hold uh, because it happened right before our, the pandemic. And I've got a lot of other shows that we've been hanging on to, but something that occurred to me uh, a couple of weeks ago, as someone was reaching out to me with uh, an idea or, or a pitch for a show, um, and it technically wasn't pizza, or was it? Uh, Danny Dubonnet, who's got a business with his brother Johnny called Z and Z, based in Washington, D.C. Um, they have a very interesting, interesting story. So he sent me this product, this Zatar Manouche, uh, which you're going to hear about today, what it is. It's essentially a flatbread with this wonderful seasoning across the top of it. 
Uh, his parents, uh, Muna's, his mother's Jordanian, uh, Isa, the father's Palestinian. Uh, they had a restaurant in the early 80s doing fried chicken, of all things, because, of course, you know, the when that first wave comes over of immigration back in the 80s, you don't think that anybody's going to want to have your native food. And so you do something you think that maybe locals are going to want. And so they did fried chicken. And then, of course, with this next generation, uh, Danny and his brother, they realized how delicious um, their the food is or their culture. And so they've um, they started going to farmers markets in that area out east and near Washington D.C. and really started promoting this, um, doing a hand sell. And the same thing is occurring here in Chicago with a small business called Turkish, which is doing Turkish street food. Um, it looks like a fast food restaurant when you walk in with the ordering line, the digital menus. Uh, but the food is very reminiscent of what you'd have in Istanbul: uh, pide, lakmajun. Uh, simit with uh, kaimek and honey. So um, today, as we're thinking about our show, we're not talking traditional pizza, I guess, in the sense that we typically talk about it with tomato sauce, mozzarella. Uh, but we are talking about flatbreads made from scratch. We're talking about some sauces, in some cases, or seasonings, um, instead of ground sausage, ground beef uh, in one case. So it's really kind of an alternative pizza show today. So we're starting off uh, with our first guest today, uh, the first half of the show in Washington, D.C. This is Danny Dubonnet um, from ZNZ, and they are now poised to start shipping their product all over the country as a frozen product. So this is a unique show that we're doing. We're not talking about pizza in the traditional sense, um, although I'm looking on your website at, at ZNZ about uh, the za'atar and the manouche. You have to tell people, actually, that this is not pizza. It's sort of a Lebanese version of pizza, but you would never call it pizza in Lebanon, would you? No, exactly. So, uh, you know, we grew up loving and eating the stuff at the manouche, and we were really, uh, you know, adamant that it, it be called what its name is, and a lot of people... When we first started, even, you know, we're always, oh, is that pizza? And, uh, you know, we had to resist the temptation uh, that it's easier to just call it pizza because we really think it's not. You know, it's, it's a unique product, and we're uh, working to make it uh, known as itself here. Now, this is an interesting business in that it, it, you really got into the business because your, your parents were, your dad was in it, right? But he wasn't doing traditional Middle Eastern Lebanese food. Yeah, exactly. So we grew up uh, restaurant industry, hospitality industry. Uh, I think like a lot of people in the restaurant industry, they spend half their half their time working, the other half telling people not to get in the industry. So uh, our dad, uh, you know, he worked really hard for a long time and uh, wanted us to, to go to school, get good jobs. And we did for a little while, but uh, we always had this itch to go back to food. And my dad actually had like a fried chicken sub shop. Uh, and so one day when we came to him and said, we want to we want to open you know, a little side project selling Zatar uh, Manish. Uh, he looked at us like we were crazy. He said, no one's going to want it. And <laughs> to, to this day, he still kind of looks back in disbelief at how far we've come and, you know, how much success we've seen with this product that he just didn't believe was going to work. Because I'm guessing like, you know, you're like a lot of first generation kids and that, you know, the parents are like, no, 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 we don't want to serve anything too foreign or unknown to our American guests, and so he does. He goes about doing the chicken, and then you're saying, like a lot of you know, whether it's Chinese or Iranian or Persian or anybody, saying, "Hey, this is actually delicious. I think people would like would like this." Yeah, exactly. I think I think you hit, you hit it right on the the head. Uh, a lot of time when the immigrant parents first come over here, their focus is on fitting in, and then the next generation, the children, are kind of looking for a way to connect with the culture. 
And I think a lot of it too is the the environment. Back then, uh, there wasn't as much of an appetite for these cultural ethnic foods, and and now people are really open and really excited to try different foods. Azatar Manusha is arguably one of the most iconic street foods in the Middle East, uh, primarily throughout the Levant. So it's a, a flatbread. Uh, the actual the the root of the word goes back to carve out. Uh, so like to flatten the bread and you carve out kind of little dips for the ingredients to go into. Uh, and the most popular way uh, it's topped is with this blend of herbs called zatar, which uh, is like bigger than food uh, in the Middle East. Almost every household has it. It's this blend of primarily wild thyme, the zatar plant uh, that's native to the region, then toasted sesame seeds and sumac, a citrus berry. So it's savory, uh, a little tangy, and then uh, that and just a really good olive oil spread on top of the bread when it's baked. Uh, and it's just that, it's a simple treat, but it's it's so, so classic and so important there. I was uh, touring in Israel probably 18 years ago, and I remember on every table, um, much like you'd see salt and pepper in America or uh, piknampla in Bangkok, you see a little dish of za'atar, uh, which is the, the dry condiment, and then some olive oil, and you typically dip your pita in the olive oil and then the, the za'atar so it would sort of cling to it. Is that, is that typical? Yeah, that's, I mean, my dad had that for breakfast every day for like 20 years. And it's actually the namesake of our business, Z and Z. Uh, the first Z stands for olive oil. Uh, and the second stand, the Z stands for, of course, Zata, uh, because the two just go hand in hand. Now, I saw a video of your, was it your grandmother on YouTube making this? The Tata, as you call her? Yeah, Tata, yeah. The dough looks pretty wet, pretty pliable, lots of hydration. Is that... That's typical. Yeah, so that's interesting. So our grandma was our inspiration, and, and when we when we went uh, to her for a uh, for a recipe, she didn't really have one, but it is generally a, a wetter dough. And we've uh, spent the past few years really kind of you know going up to our elbows in, in dough research, uh, and that's something that's become a real passion of mine is is you know learning about hydration and even doing things like uh, you know bulk fermentation that our grandmother had never even heard of or would never even think to do. You know, just like pizza, uh, different types of, of dough technique uh, come up with different types of products. And there's many different types of manish. But this is the, sort of the baseline. You'd consider this the equivalent of like a, a cheese slice in New York would be the za'atar on the flatbread. Oh, yeah. It's the most popular by far. Uh, there are different varieties exist. So, of course, uh, a lot of people, of course, love it with cheese. Uh, you can also put meat on it. Some people put spinach. And then just like everything else, eventually gets Nutella on it. <laughs> I took the advice on the back of the package because you ship these out frozen now. And that's how I tasted this initially. And I put some, dotted some farmer's cheese around it. I did fresh mint, a little chopped tomatoes. You could do cucumbers as well. Although you wouldn't want to overload it. It's pretty thin and delicate. Some people, when you eat it, uh, like we do kind of open-faced, you can put ingredients. But you don't want to uh, overload it because, you know, the, the, the real hero flavor is the zatar and you know, when you make it, you want to make sure it has that optimal bite ratio. Uh, so uh, I, I know you don't want to have, you know, too much bread to zatar, too much bread to topping. You want that really perfect, you know, bread. You still get the zatar. That, that warms my heart, by the way, when you talk like that. You, so you realize that's something that I talk about with pizza so many times. But clearly that's a conversation you guys have as you're developing the recipe, too, is getting the ratio right. Yeah, I mean, some people you have no, uh, you, you never believe, but even uh, when we make just zatar olive oil, people get really picky about, oh, that's too much. Oh, it's not enough. Oh, you need more oil. You need more zatar. You know, it's <laughs> it's difficult to please everyone because everyone's got a different idea of of that perfect ratio. We have what we think is right, but uh, you know, we're not going to sit here and argue with everyone. So you started about four years ago in the farmers markets and kind of building up your your brand. 
Um, you're now available on the East Coast in some supermarkets. Any local listener was uh, at Glenn's Garden Market, we're at Each Peach, Odd Provisions, uh, and then also Dawson's and Yecta. So you've got the frozen you shipped to me in Chicago. Do you ship, do, so you ship beyond the East Coast then? So we'll be doing uh, most of the Midwest and the East Coast. So we're not, we're not official yet, only uh, you know, very special people have gotten their hands on it so far. Uh, but we're hoping to get in that uh, within the next few weeks to be able to get it to, to almost everyone. Well, the cool thing about this, and you know, full disclosure, I always tell people, like, you can send me something, but there's no guarantee we'll do a, a story on it or include it. And I was very skeptical, to be honest with you, like, hey, we do a pizza podcast here. We're not going to necessarily talk about this. But you sent me some, and we tried it. And it was just fascinating how you've managed to, to, to build this product, to freeze it. Um, and then I preheated my oven uh, with the pizza stone in it uh, to about 450. Is it 450 sound right or four and a quarter? Yeah, 450. That's what we uh, that's what we throw on the package. And I always let it go at least 20 to 30 minutes once it says it's been preheated in the oven because you know every oven's different. Um, so 450 for quite a while with the pizza stone. I put it in there, this frozen uh, product, and I'm man in five and a half minutes. It's like right off the sage, right off the right off the oven. Yeah, so we spent you know a lot of time trying to perfect this, and we wanted to strike the perfect balance of. Uh, freezing it at the freshest point possible so that, you know, preserving the, the highest quality of, of the product, but also at a point where it's convenient and that, you know, you're not, you know, if you're, if someone's in a rush and they want to enjoy it, they can just pop it in the oven for five minutes and it still tastes just as good as if it was freshly baked, uh, you know, moments ago. It's really a fantastic product. I mean, I've been to the Middle East, uh, I think, twice. And uh, this reminded me of that flavor combination, that exact same flavor profile with the sumac, sesame, um, just really, it took me back. And uh, you guys have done a great job with this dough as well. Um, if you want more information about them, you can just go to their website. It's Z and, A N D Z D C. So it's Z and Z D C dot com. And we'll have a link, of course, on our website as well. Um, if you're ever in the DC area, go check out uh, Z and Z. Uh, Danny and Johnny dubina are the uh, the gentleman behind that project danny thanks so much for your time i really appreciate it thank you very much steve it's been a you know a real honor and pleasure to speak with you today all right stick around we're gonna uh, take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna be talking turkish flatbreads pide and lakmajun and then we're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks so stay with us Pizza City is brought to you in part by United Healthcare. How crazy is it to think you can actually have your insurance company pay you to walk? United Healthcare isn't crazy. They just want you to be healthy. One of their programs is called United Healthcare Motion, where members can earn more than a thousand bucks a year toward their health reimbursement account just for walking. If your company works with United Healthcare, ask your friendly HR person about their programs, and if not, Go tell them to switch today. Go to uhc.com slash Illinois Motion to get more information. United Healthcare, a proud supporter of the Illinois Restaurant Association and committed to your good health. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are talking about alternative pizzas this week on the show. Um, things that you might think are pizza, they look like a pizza. But uh, technically, are they a pizza? I don't know. It's, it's dough with, with toppings, and it's baked. So we've moved from uh, Lebanese tradition, manouche with zatar, to Turkey, uh, this part of the show. I'm with Ozkan Yilmaz. He's the owner 
founder of Turkich, which is a, how would you describe this, kind of a, a mini chain here in the Chicago area that uh, imports but also produces Turkish food? Yes, we are the first 100% Turkish food franchise system in the United States. So we try to serve uh, Turkish street foods. The things I'm interested in for this show, pide, which is spelled P-I-D-E, and lakmacun. What are those two? Uh, pide uh, for us is flatbread, and lakmacun is kind of flatbread, but it's smaller and tinier. Italy claims the origins of the pizza, and they've got Greeks with their flatbread and their pita with toppings. The Turks are right in there in, the, in terms of geography. Is there a connection between pizza and pide and lakmacun? Probably, because we are like a cousins. We have the borders with Mediterranean area, so all our culture is mixed it together. I'm using only yeast and uh, water and uh, flour, that's it. And you're, but you're working it into kind of a long, almost like a surfboard shape, not a round shape. Yes, because I tried to do like a 20-inch uh, flatbread pide. So there was no overnight fermentation or waiting? You just made this the same day? Uh, yes, it's fresh, it's, uh, it's better. Okay, so what he's done is he's kind of rolled up the outer edge of this dough that's the shape of a surfboard and now he's pressing down with his fingers into the perimeter, into the border, along the edge, kind of, kind of crimping it, but not really crimping, just sort of pressing down and making kind of a, a little indentation along the outer perimeter of the dough. I will add, first of all, with a little bit of cheese. What type of cheese? Uh, this is pepperoni cheese, pepperoni and mozzarella cheese. Now the ground beef has a lot of seasoning, it looks like. Yes, is the, we added parsley tomato, black pepper, a little bit Turkish spicy, red, uh, uh, chili red spicy too. It's all sort of one even layer of this seasoned ground beef on top of this shredded mozzarella. Now you're brushing the perimeter, the edge of the dough, with some of this melted butter that's been seasoned with the oregano leaves. Black sesame seed. Black sesame seed. Uh -huh. Haphazardly around the perimeter of the pide. Uh -huh. Now into the oven, how hot? Uh, 260 uh, Celsius. I looked up the conversion, 260 Celsius is 500 Fahrenheit, <laughs> which is why those bake pretty quickly. Um, seven minutes for the pita, how long for the lakmajun? It's uh, five. Yeah, at 500 degrees, so it baked pretty quickly because it's obviously, it's about half the, the height of the pita, it's pretty narrow. There's something else you mentioned, uh, cheese and sujuk. Sujuk is like a, it's a cured meat, isn't it? Yes, that's a Turkish dried uh, beef pepperoni. So it does look like a pepperoni on the on the on the final pita, but it is it's just beef. There's no pork. Absolutely no pork, no pork. Okay, pita's on the cutting board. Got a big knife. Just cutting it into maybe two-inch strips, two-inch wide strips that are maybe four inches long. The corners, it's really crunchy, but on the bottom. The meat, meat part is really juicy. All right, so I'm going to pull my mask down just a few inches here so I can actually put this into my mouth. I'm going to take one of these, not the very end, but the second to the end, so I can get a little bit of, oh, look at that bottom, looks beautiful. The seasoned ground beef is so delicious. And I love the mozzarella. You always use a shredded mozzarella, not slices. 
love the black sesames on here too. That's a really nice touch. I've never had, so I've had regular sesames, you know, sesame seeds underneath a pizza. I've been baked into the bottom, but the black sesame on top is really delicious. It's uh, lezzetly. Absolutely lezzetly. <laughs> yeah, delicious for those of you who don't know. All right. Lachmagen has to be tinier. Yeast and water and flour again? Yes. Okay, so right now it looks like it's about seven inches maybe across, not very large. Unlike the pita, you t traditionally would not have cheese on the lachmagen. Yes. Little splotching underneath, little brown splotches, beautiful. Little, it's firm, not floppy. Um, you're gonna now finish this, and I know that that is not the, the last step. It looks like, kind of just like a ground beef pizza, but now you're gonna really give the important garnish to it. Onion, parsley, tomato, and fresh cut lemon. It's super good combination, but someone like to add uh, pickles too. So you've got red onions that look like there's been some dressed with some sumac on them. A little bit. And then you've got some par curly parsley, not Italian flat leaf parsley, but the actual curly parsley, which I'm surprised is still around. And then some slices of red tomato. And you're going kind of right down the middle here. Now you're going to squeeze the lemon on top of those as you're kind of dressing the vegetables in the middle of the lachmajun. And now you're going to roll this up from one of the sides that doesn't have any, oh, I see, you're just rolling it with those vegetables, those garnishes in the middle, you're rolling it up and into like a, a, a tube, a, a burrito, if you will. Okay. You're saying three, peop, three, three of these three per people. person usually. Absolutely. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> That's a eat like a Turk. <laughs> eat like a Turk. That's your hashtag, right? Eat like a Turk? Absolutely. That's our hashtag. I love the contrast. You've got this sort of crunchy, fresh vegetable, that hit of acidity, the lemon juice kind of wrapped in with that seasoned ground beef and a very, very thin, thin dough. That's the kind of the key. It's almost like when you have a good slice of pizza, you want that good ratio of crust to cheese to sauce to topping. This doesn't have any cheese, but the ratio with the crust to the beef to the vegetables is just fantastic. It's got so much flavor. Do you feel like in terms of marketing this to an audience that doesn't understand Turkish food, does it help if you say pizza in, in a way, or do you just say this is a Turkish flatbread? That's a Turkish flatbread. It's more realistic names because it, this is not a pizza. You saw it. You know the you know the best pizza is. So this is not a pizza, but people are. Um, it's easy to easy to call Turkish pizza, but if they think this is pizza, this is not a pizza. So again, the the restaurant is called Turkish. Um, you're online. What's your website again? Turkish. Turkish.us. Turkish.us. Uh, they're only in Chicago right now, but you can order directly from them. And do you ever ship the pita or the lachmajun frozen? Yes, absolutely. We uh, we have the customer from uh, Florida, Texas, California, New Jersey. We're shipping to them every week. You can find our Instagram account. It's Turkish at Turkish. Fantastic. You're going to see a lot of uh, Oz Kamilmas. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, you say Teşekkür ederim. Teşekkür ederim. This was really lezzetly. Delicious. Thank you a lot. Enjoy. Coming up in two weeks, a trip to the heart of Brooklyn for a classic slice from the guys behind Upside in Midtown Manhattan. Upside is like a is like a more of a high-end, uh, super culinary-focused slice. 
right? Like we're doing a flavor bomb sauce. We're stretching fresh mozz every single day. We're cooking the mushrooms down. We make our own sausage. We're pickling the peppers. Like everything is happening there. Norm's was like more of a just quintessential New York slice. Simple, great ingredients, done the right way. The story behind Norm's Pizza in downtown Brooklyn. That's in two weeks on July 3rd. Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, and please rate us. I would love to know what you like or dislike about the show. We are at Pizza City USA on Instagram, and our website is PizzaCityUSA.com. We are restarting the tours. This is very good news. July 11th. So if you are coming to Chicago or you know somebody in Chicago who misses pizza, misses pizza tours, we've got the whole thing planned out. The same three tours we've always been doing, the bus tour, the two walking tours, uh, guests required to have masks. We're going to do social distancing. We're limiting the number of guests we have on the tours. Hand sanitizers everywhere we go. Um, not going to be able to go inside. We're going to be on the patios, but we're in Chicago. It's going to be nice. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. So I'm really excited. July 11th, we're restarting those. You can also sign up to be on our mailing list over at my website, stevedolinsky.com. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And just a reminder, stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Keep social distancing and wear a mask. And please, please keep ordering pizzas and keep your favorites afloat during the pandemic. Thanks for listening, everybody. And here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio always.